Shona. It is called Kushushikana. Emotional anguish. My evil friends and family call it Udo Unke Imemo. Udo Unke Imemo. Emotional well being. I often Unke Dinobi. I often Unke Dinobi. Emotional pain. And in my mother tongue in Yoruba, it's called Ifokombale. Hello everyone, how are you? I hope everyone is doing well and keeping safe at this period of time and I hope we're all adapting to the new norm, whatever that may look like to each one of us. It is challenging times for every one of us and our first and foremost priority is to do our best to come out of um, this situation safe and well. I mean, if you are able to come out of quarantine um, acquiring a new skill, more knowledge or new and improved you, that is great, fantastic. However, you know, you are doing absolutely fine if you do not. This is a traumatic period for a lot of us and we all react to trauma in different ways. So if for you it just means... um, taking it a day at a time take it take as long as you need take your time to make sense of it all eat well avoid the daily news and if possible get as much rest as you can so our priority is basically to stay safe and well right it is very interesting to be discussing um, the topic we are covering in this period of uncertainty, fear and chaos. Actually, um, (laughs) I've been writing the scripts for this episode for almost a month now. Every time I start, I stop for one reason or the other. Although I think it's because I have um, been running away from having to actually think about the topic because then it might mean that I also have to think about things myself and um, it means I have I may have to feel what I'm writing about and I don't know for some reason I just feel like I'm not ready and I'm running away from it but nonetheless I decided to eat that frog and um, face that fear and here we are so Ladies, today I will be talking about pain. What is pain? You know, we have the physical pain, which we all recognize very well, almost instantaneously. And then we have emotional pain, which we are not very good at identifying. Now, I always do wonder, and I'm sure a lot of us as well, wonder why is it that we do not give the same level of attention 
we give to physical pain to emotional pain why are we so biased and why why do we treasure i mean why do we put so much significance and importance on physical pain however neglect our emotional pain and especially us from um black um from african not even just black from african or caribbean and asian communities i find that we carry a lot of baggage but we don't actually know how to address them so today we'll be talking about um three key things so we'll be covering you know the first question why is it that we do not give the same level of attention um to physical pain as we do emotional pain we'll be looking at examples of common psychological injuries um these were identified by guy winchy i believe that's that's the author he's um he's a he's a psychologist and i actually really enjoyed his teaching around emotional well-being and emotional first aid so we'll be looking at that and we'll be summing it up with sort of the tools that we can use to start addressing our emotional pain or start practicing emotional hygiene or emotional first aid now i remember in my previous podcast um, I think it was the one of I think it's the second one. Um, I asked um, for us to think about emotional well-being and what that means to us and what is that in our mother tongue. And um, I tried to define what it meant in in mine, um, but I don't think I did very well at it. But I did further investigation, and um, one of um, my lovely uncles, who's also who translates Yoruba he's very very good at it and he translates it he teaches it um if you want his contact details just send me a message on instagram and i'll get that across to you um he said so i asked him so uncle how do i what is emotional well-being what does it mean and how do i define that in Yoruba and he actually said um if or so I was like, oh, okay, then that's fine. And um, then I went to ask my beautiful friend who's from Zimbabwe. I was just curious. I thought, okay, let me see what, um, let me see if that word even exists. I mean, the term emotional pain or pain um, exists in another African language. So I asked my friend from Zimbabwe, who's, um, who's from the Shona tribe, I asked her, so, um, Ru, um, how do I define emotional anguish or emotional pain in Shona? And then she said to me, well, it's Kushushikana. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. So it's Kushushikana. And then I went further ahead. I said, okay, let me come back to Nigeria and ask um, my Igbo friend who I'm very close with as well. How do I say emotional pain or emotional well-being in Igbo? And funny enough um her mom did research for us to find out the answer which was really nice uh and so in Igbo it's um udo unke imemo udo unke imemo that's emotional well-being and um emotional pain is i ofun unke dinobi i ofun unke dinobi and that's emotional pain 
I'm doing my best here, okay? <laughs> Apart from Yoruba, none of none of those languages are, are my first language. Um, so I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ladies, if I didn't do do justice to that. But you know, back to the first question. Um, why is it that as Afro Asian women or Afro Caribbean and Asian women, we do not give the same attention we give to physical pain to emotional pain? Um, is it because it's easier for us to block out the pain um, and act like it never happened? Is it because when we're growing up, we're always taught to be strong and we watched or seen a lot of women go through pain and how they handled it was basically by acting like it never happened or saying, oh, you know, um, it's destiny or, or sort of maybe they coped with it and we didn't really know how they did it behind up. But what we did see was a lot of them, well, from my own personal experience anyway, um, a lot of the older women that I saw around me seemed to have a high sort of emotional velocity, like they're almost unbreakable, they're so strong. And this image of a macho woman, I don't know, they were were super women. But is is that why? Um, But I'm interested to know. So I'm going to be posting an image on Instagram and I want you to try and go onto our Instagram page it's pain underscore two underscore power and just tell me I want to hear your comments and and the reason why you think um, we tend to not give the same attention to emotional pain as we do physical pain now one thing I did observe though and now I'm going to talk a bit from um, from an Islamic perspective we are very good Muslim women generally at hiding behind spirituality <laughs> um, and we say you know tawakal alallah we rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rely on God alone and Allah is sufficient for us that's absolutely fine that is true that is what we're supposed to believe but what worries me is are we doing this because we believe it truly or are we using it as a as a consolation for our suffering or our pain you know using the verses of the quran you know quran 13 verse 28 verily in the remembrance of god do hearts find rest quran 5 verse 9 god has promised to those who believe in the oneness of god and do righteousness that for them there is forgiveness and a great reward um quran 2 verse 155 and certainly we shall test you with something of fear hunger loss wealth life and fruit but give glad tidings to the patient ones um quran 2 again verse 152 therefore remember me and i'll remember you and be grateful to me and never be ungrateful to me i mean subhanallah yes these are like our should be literally like our mantra and should be we should be remembering these things when we are in 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 um, dealing with emotional suffering or emotional pain but they are we should not mask how we feel and i feel like a lot of us we mask it and we say yeah i'm okay and actually by masking it we are causing greater damage 
than good so that's one of my worries um and as i said it's absolutely fine and it's absolutely the right thing to do to follow these verses to reflect on them to apply them to connect with them but just make sure you are not masking you know when we have a cut or a deep wound um we wouldn't just put a plaster on it without cleaning it up and making sure that um you know applying antiseptic if you have to before you dress it up so why then should you mask your emotional pain um without addressing them that's question mark and one of the problems masking um causes is you know one of the problems of our psychological suffering or masking our psychological suffering for emotional pain is um spirituality it causes our um we use it sorry as our one of the problems masking our psychological suffering or emotional pain causes is using spirituality to compensate for our inner insecurities um now going back to the african culture for instance we blame the witches and the wizards and the enemies for a lot of our misfortunes um we get lost in spiritual spiritual dimensions instead of us accepting reality as it is and dealing with the challenges life serves us um i'm not saying evil does not exist nor am i saying witchcraft does not exist there is reference to this in the quran so quran 2 verse 102 and also the hadith um narrated by aisha radiallahu anhu which um states uh magic was worked on the prophet so that he began to fancy that he was doing a thing which he was not actually doing one day he invoked allah so he prayed to allah for a period and then said i feel that allah has inspired me as how to cure myself two persons came to me in my dream and sat one by my side and one, and the other by my feet one of them asked the other what is the ailment of this man the other replied he has he has been um he has been bewitched um the first asked who has bewitched him the other replied lubaid bin al-asam the first one asked what material has he used the other replied a comb the hair gathered on it and the outer skin of the pollen of the male um date palm the first asked where is that the other replied it is in the well of zarwan so the prophet went out towards the well and then returned and said to me on his return its date palms the date palms near the well are like the heads of the devils i asked did you take out those things with which the magic was worked he said no for i have been cured by allah and i am afraid that this action may spread evil amongst the people later on the well was filled up with earth 
the reference for that hadith is Sahib um, al-Bukhari uh, 54-490 that's chapter 54 verse 490 um, and uh, it's actually the only hadith I managed to find reference to that talked about witchcraft now Though this is a bit contested, um, this is a bit contested by some people. So some say the revelation of the um, Surat al-Falak was um, as a result of the Sadith. Um, some say, uh, you know, if the Prophet could so easily be affected by witchcraft or, or, or sorcery, um, so much so that he was not able to get up from his bed, it would have affected his mission. Therefore, he should be protected from witchcraft and sorcerers by Allah. So some people are saying, you know, yes, it might exist, but that never happened. I'll, I'll explain my reference to Surat al-Falak back in a minute. I'm going through this because I know different people will listen to this. So I just wanted to kind of cover the argument and then sort of give my own point of view as well on this. Um, and some people make reference to Surat al-Furqan. Um, in verse 8 as well which um, is where the Holy Quran opposes the idea that um, the Prophet was bewitched but my little knowledge of understanding and um, connecting with the Quran very little knowledge I understand I know that when you read a verse you don't read it in isolation so you read what's before and you read what's after and then you also try and understand the the background and the context in which it's written so for me i would reject the um the notion that says you know because he was a prophet allah would have prepared him for this and that um because he actually was a prophet but he was also a man and we tend to forget that he was a human being like us so therefore he sleeps he wakes he gets ill he gets hurt he gets bruised regardless of being a prophet so i think based on that you know um, the hadith stands well based based on that anyway and that experience might have happened to him so that we can learn from it we can learn what to do and hence why surat al-falak was was revealed you know in surat al-falak it's, I see, it says bismillah um, I, seek refu- I seek refuge in the lord of daybreak from the evil of that which he created and from the evil of darkness when it settles and from the evil of blowers in nuts and from the evil of the hem- envier when he envies I mean, so in that respect I think I don't want to go into too much detail further than I have gone to because I don't want to lose focus totally but yes it does exist so back to like um, our culture and 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 believing in in, in the fact that witchcraft exists yes but we can't always blame you know our enemies and others for our own misfortunes we shouldn't be stuck in that spiritual dimension all the time we should actually reflect and start to accept reality as it is and i when we feel pain or we are in emotional pain we should focus more on sort of trying to identify how we feel and how to actually resolve it at this point um 
think it will be suitable to make a dua uh, for us all, inshallah. So, um, bismillah. Oh Lord, I too seek refuge from the evil of the envious ones. Oh Lord, I ask you to please protect me, my family, my friends, all our listeners from being envious of others. Oh Lord, keep us safe and sound from the evil of those who blow on nuts and from their temptations against the path of justice and truth. Oh Lord, I seek refuge in you, so please protect us from all evil and all evildoers. I mean, Centroma. Common psychological wounds that distort our perceptions. Now, this segment of the podcast is going to be covering a lot of Guy Winch's um, teachings on emotional first aid and identifying what the key psychological wounds are. So, according to Guy Winch, um, common psychological wounds that distort our perceptions are failure guilt rejection loss and trauma bouts of low self-esteem brooding and rumination and loneliness i'll cover each aspect um briefly before then moving on to sort of the solutions or the advice that he has given us sort of how to address and deal with 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 each which with each um psychological wound now how do we react to failure is a question he asked and actually as i said before i think i was scared nervous about dealing with treating this topic in particular because I know that it would make me think and will also make me deal with things that I don't I'm, I may not be ready to deal with so how do we react to failure um, I had to think how do I react to failure personally I haven't um, dug deep enough yet as to how I react to failure but that's part of my own personal assignment now based on this or having researched on this piece of work Um, so Guy Wincham explains that failure distorts our perception of our goals um, and and so that our goals then appear to us to be further away and further out of reach so I'll say that again. So it's he 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 explains that um, our reaction to failure or failure distorts our perceptions or the perceptions of our goals, so that they appear to us to be further away than and out of reach than they actually are. So if we feel that something, it may make us believe that we do not have the abilities to fulfil that task ever again. Um, if we fail 
if care is not taken, it may make us believe that our abilities are not up for the task and which results in us um, not being able to use the skills that we may have or we may think okay I failed that means I can never do this I can never achieve this so for example if you go for an interview and you didn't do very well at that interview and you really wanted that job if another job comes along you may be discouraged to apply for that job because of the first you feel that the first attempt so your unconscious mind is telling you or maybe telling you oh don't you know don't bother you didn't do well the first time so that's an example of failure and he actually he defined failure as um an emotional chest cold that turned to psychological pneumonia and i found that aspect yeah quite interesting um so failure can be seen as an emotional chest cold that turns to psychological pneumonia um and challenge i have for you is is there anything right now in your life or previously that you were convinced that you could not achieve so maybe after listening to this podcast and after going through some of the advice or tips as to how we can deal with failure in a more productive way maybe it's time to reconsider um whatever it is as you may be influenced in ways that you are not aware of during that time of failure brooding and ruminating so it's actually the first time i came i've come across ruminating so ruminating is basically a continuous replaying of a negative event or experience in your life um so for instance if somebody has upset you before or somebody upset you at work for example and you just can't get it over your you can't get over it just keep reliving and revisiting that on and on again in your mind you speak to everyone and everyone the world and their wives about this issue that happened um and you just can't get it you just can't shake it off and um dr winchy mentions he says um you know some people can may turn around and say oh you know yeah this is good because it means i'm processing this i'm processing how i feel however he warned us that we should not mistake processing our feelings um with maladaptive self-reflection so there's two types of self-reflection there is the adaptive self-reflection um and you know if you are practicing adaptive self-reflection you should feel more at ease so this eases your emotional distress it lowers emotional potency of events um it helps you helps you develop new insights and fresh perspectives learn you learn from that experience it also helps you clarify present um or future actions and it helps helps us to move on so that's adaptive self-reflection now maladaptive maladaptive self-reflection however increases emotional distress increases the urge for us to ruminate about an event so for us to just keep thinking about it on and on again and not actually acting on it um it it impairs um problem solving 
and encourages passivity um, and it can lead to depression it can lead to eating disorders it can lead to alcoholism um, so that's that's that so it's important for us when we are when we notice that we've experienced a negative experience or we've had a bad day or whatever that we are aware of brooding and ruminating like if we identify that you know any of the key issues that are, um, that are listed around maladaptive self-reflection we need to get a grip stop pause and then start practicing adaptive self-reflection another one of the common psychological wounds that we you know that have an effect on our perception or distorts our perception is guilt guilt is very interesting and you know when reading about this i learned a bit as well guilt is a good thing because it gives us um a warning when of when we might have been doing something that has the possibility of causing harm to other people or to ourselves even but um there's three categories of guilt i didn't know that so there's short bursts of mild guilt which lasts lasts for two and a half hours um, a day. Then there's moderate guilt, which lasts for about five hours a week. And there's severe guilt, which lasts for three and a half hours a month. Um, and uh, severe guilt is basically when our unconscious mind um, prevents us from enjoying life so a result of severe guilt is basically our un- in our unconscious mind it starts to act in ways to stop us from enjoying life and we start to adapt or adopt self-punishment um also known as the Dobie effect so although guilt is very it's a good emotion it's a good feeling in on its own that we it, it's like a warning for us a signal for us to um, give us a, a warning as to if we're doing something wrong or something that may pose a risk to other people but we have to also be careful if we're starting to feel that guilt constantly and it's not going away maybe it's something that needs to be addressed rejection is also another one of those emotional wounds that we experience um and has to be dealt with or addressed um now with rejection it's quite interesting because it's actually out of the ones that i've listed so far it's something that we feel we know definitely mostly when we feel rejected regardless of who who has um who the rejection has come from and there's evidence and science behind this and um so when we feel rejection you know we may get angry again we might fall into um self-destructive behavior like overeating or alcoholism whatever it is but um when we feel rejection it's actually advice for us to revive our self-worth um revive our self-worth worth now with that it's a bit tricky because i was a bit gutted um when I read more about this or when I further when I further went into sort of what the actions are, are required for us, what can we do to deal with when we feel reject, rejected, I would turn to positive affirmations before prior to learning about this anyway. So I learned about a, 
um, a concept of self-affirmation rather than positive affirmation because actually it turns out that um, the science behind positive affirmation isn't that strong and actually evidence shows that they do not work um, for the fact that when um, a statement falls within the boundaries of our belief system we tend to accept it but however if a statement falls outside of our belief system we reject it this is called the persuasion theory so if we are feeling unhappy unworthy of success or we're miserable whatever it is and then we start using positive affirmations it doesn't work because our unconscious mind automatically rejects it and endorses or reinforces the statement which led us to doing the positive affirmations in the first place so what um, Dr Winchy suggests is for us to adapt or adopt self affirmations Um, and and this is because it's written by us from us and um, therefore it would align with our belief system Um, so how do we do this what is self affirmation or how, how do we go about this so he suggested that we should list five qualities or attributes about ourselves that we really believe are valuable in whatever domain it is that that rejection has occurred so it might be from your loved one it might be from work wherever it is from and then write a short essay on one item on the list um so in the list in or in the in the essay we should explain why that is important um why we value that um quality about ourselves why other people value it how we've expressed it in the past and how that has impacted other people and how we might express it in future i haven't done this yet i must say but i am planning to do this later on this week so i may let you know how that goes and he says that would remind us of our self-worth um and also align with our belief system so that would then be absorbed by our unconscious mind and instead of being repelled by it because it has come from us directly so it's not saying positive affirmations are good if you are feeling positive basically then you can do yeah positive affirmations and what if you are feeling really really unhappy low self-esteem out of it then he recommends self-affirmation and low self-esteem um is another emotional pain or you know that has an effect on our, on our on our on our well-being and he states um if we feel low or we're starting to feel low self-esteem the best thing we can do is to write a letter to a friend that we know that is feeling or or um, imagine one of our friends or closest friends or colleague is feeling low write a letter to that person um and then that letter once it's written we should read it to ourselves and that's exactly what we need to hear and i really really like this because it's you know it's reminding us that sort of we are our own heroes and we don't yeah if we are going to deal with these things we need to be able to take action for ourselves as well 
and we need to just take time out to sit and reflect and do this um so i think i've started this already but i'll just go in fully and list the seven steps he suggested and then i added one more at the end as well as to how we can go about addressing emotional pain or stop practicing emotional hygiene seven principles of addressing emotional wounds or practicing emotional hygiene according to Dr. Guy Winchy. So the first is to pay attention to emotional pain, recognize it when it happens and work to treat it before it becomes overwhelming. Second, redirect your gut's reaction when you fail third monitor and protect your self-esteem when you feel like putting yourself down take a moment to be compassionate to yourself number four when negative thoughts are taken over disrupt them with positive distraction for us Muslims here, yeah, I would say do zikr. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, lahi la illallah. Or make dua, sincere dua. Number five, finding meaning in loss. Finding meaning in loss. Number six, do not let excessive guilt linger. Number seven, Learn the treatment of emotional wounds that work for you. There are many treatments out there. Do your homework and learn the ones that work for you. And number eight for me is dua, 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 which is prayer, prayer, prayer and constant remembrance of Allah. So that also falls in there but we mustn't forget to also learn how to deal with our emotional pain without masking them and uh, the famous dua about um, or against anguish and sorrow which is oh Allah I take refuge in you from anxiety and sorrow weakness and laziness misliness and cowardice from the burden of debt and from being overpowered by men I mean and also you know our falak our surat al falak which I said before um, I recited before and then surat al nurse which is I seek refuge with the lord and cherisher of mankind the king of mankind the god of mankind from the mischief of the whisperer of evil who withdraws after his whisper the same one who whispers in the hearts of mankind among jinns and among men i mean 
and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to guide our footsteps um, any mistakes I have made please forgive me if I've offended anyone while I've done this podcast any mistakes I've made has been all my fault um, and I accept that please forgive me for the sake of Allah and until we meet again I hope you found this useful I'll be posting I need to update my the Instagram page but I will be posting um sort of summaries and again like site where citations as well references of say adith or quranic verses onto the instagram instagram page please share with your friends and your family um thank you so much for taking time to listen and until next time bye bye